Good morning, it's Leslie with Andersons of West Hills. And it is Jason with Denworks. And we're here with episode 8 of the No Reserve podcast today. And we started this podcast on March 10th, 2021, mm-hmm. Wednesday. And the whole idea of no reserve being, we're living our life in no reserve, you do your auctions, no reserve, but it means a lot more than that to us too. I mean, just not holding back, taking advantage of opportunities that come our way, being open, real, honest. And on March 10th, (laughs) we had no idea what no reserve meant. We thought we did. Right. But on March 11th, it took on a whole new meaning. So we are super excited about this episode because we just have this amazing and beautiful story to share today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that <clears throat> what like even doing the podcast would even be like. And um when you said they were doing it <laughs> and that was like, okay. And so it's just it's just kind of interesting. Uh, how things unfold and uh, things just in your life in general and uh, definitely being no reserve and not having reserves on things just in general and um, it was funny this morning I was we were sitting in the living room and I was thinking of my grandparents which that's where the Denworks name comes from Uh, you know he was immigrated from Denmark and that's where Den D-E-N comes from and then works kind of a car shop, but family was really important, um, to them, um, or works, you know, a hard worker and stuff like that, but my grandpa was such a hard worker, and my grandma was a hard worker, and, but they loved their family a lot, and so we wanted to, you know, just kind of have something to, to honor them, so that's where the Denmark's name, uh, came from, and, uh, so it's, it was just kind of fitting, just sitting, here this morning because they used to sit well they they used to say they'd wake up at 4 a.m every morning which was true because he would sit in his recliner and then she would sit there on the couch and uh, she'd have her hair curlers in with her little what do they call those uh uh, like a like a hair cap or yeah hair cap and leslie probably doesn't want me to tell you but she had a hair cap on this morning it was hair wash night hair wash night but she doesn't wear curlers because her hair is already curly right and so but she was sitting there and um, we always say, hey, they were Chris and Laquita, and they'd have their dog sit in their little pool usually, but, you know, we had Stanley and our cats, and <clears throat> it was just kind of cute. We always we always mention that, and that's kind of funny. And, but they, they did get up at four, but they ended up usually dozing off the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were still in their PJs till like eight. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it does definitely make me think of that when I have my little hair wash cap on <laughs> right. in the morning. We're definitely reaching. Yeah, Chris and Laquita status. That older age. And so <clears throat> the story that we have to tell really started 31, mm-hmm. 32 years ago. Yeah. Um, we had told you guys a few episodes ago how we met and when we met. I had just placed my son Nick for adoption and um, it was an open adoption and since then have been reunited. He's an adult now and 
have been reunited with him. And early on in our relationship, Jason shared with me that um, he had had a child with a girl and the relationship didn't work out. And um, just through a variety of circumstances, wasn't involved with their family. Mm -hmm. And so we, we had this history going into our relationship and our marriage and we accepted each other, loved each other from day one. Um, knowing that information. I don't know if there's any more that you want to say about that. No, I mean, I I just think that when we met, um, and I'd never told anybody outside, especially like I told you then at at that point, I became a Christian. I was was just very nervous of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I felt, you know, it was early on in our relationship, and we might not even held hands and at that point and but I wanted to tell you about that because I wanted you to know and um and I don't even know if I was looking for acceptance I would just I just wanted you to know and you accepted me mm-hmm. and you were the first person to accept me but I kept it quiet I my whole life you yeah. know like 30 30 years it was just tough it was yeah, I felt guilty shame and um just, I don't know. And it was something that was just out of my control. And I mean, could I have done something? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to look back like that. And, uh, but it doesn't really matter now. No. You know, so it was hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a whole topic in and of itself, but living our lives and doing the best that we can each day is all that we can do. And this was something that was extremely painful for you for all these years. And you kept it pretty tightly wrapped in a box. And, you know, I had the adoption with Nick. And so there was definitely some really deep issues going on. We've always loved each other. We've always accepted each other. We've always known that, you know, we had these things going on, but it's interesting because we just never really thought that anything would come to fruition Mm -hmm. um, in this relationship uh, with your son. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we just didn't think that it was possible. Yeah. Just didn't think it was possible. And, you know, we've shared before we're believers and Christians and, we have not done everything perfect. Um, I, we've, I've had my fair share of screw-ups, failures, issues. You have too. And we're choosing to be together. We're choosing to move forward together. And so, you know, it had always been <clears throat> this difficult piece, but we, there was really no resolution to it. Mm-hmm. And so we... I don't know. I don't know where you want to start the story. If you want to talk about the verse, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know where I want to start either because I don't rehearse anything ever. If you guys ever watch my car videos, it's nothing's rehearsed because mm-hmm. I kind of already know. Um, and it's probably funny for some people, like especially, you know, our podcast is about a lot of different things. You know, marriage and business and life and cars and. Um, 
you know, some car people are like, how come we're telling a story like this? You know, but like, if you guys, if you guys know me, and I don't always do the best at, at it, I can't um, separate anything. So I'm, I want to be me, and I think I always have been, whether I'm dealing in a car with you, whether I'm at church, whether I'm at the park, um, I, I'm the same person, pretty mm-hmm. much, and I mean, at least that's what, what I want to be, I don't want to be pretend or anything like that, so if, if you deal with me, you kind of deal with everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's true with Leslie. For sure. As well, and so that's why it's important um, to me, uh, in general, just, um, you know, and it's a, it is such a cool story because I never did think it was ever going to happen. I never wanted to reenter his life or, you know, I, cause I didn't know what happened and stuff like that would even know who I was. Um, and I didn't want to be this disruptive. So I just kind of just stayed away, but you know, for a lot of just different reasons, but you know, a lot of times, I mean, just being scared, you know, and, you know, I'm 50 now and, and things. And, um, I, I'll talk about the verse in a minute, but I, uh, it's interesting. And I'll just tell this story real fast. The, you know, my real dad, which I call my ex dad, he died like 10, 10 years ago. And, um, we're, you know, grew up in the early seventies and stuff like that. And, uh, and my parents got a divorce, and I would see him off and on, and he he would come and visit and and things like that, but not very much. And uh, but we had a he he was in the motorcycles, you know, back then BSA and um, you know old Triumphs and stuff like that, and was riding those around. And uh, but I had heard that he he had become a biker, and he was like a hardcore biker in the in the Amigos bike club, and so. There was a time that I was going to look him up and thought, you know what, I'm going to look him up and uh, it's been 30 years, right, or I don't know, yeah, it's probably, I don't know, probably 20 years, or no, 10 years ago, and I was like, you know, I'm going to, um, I was 40 probably, and I thought I would look him up and uh, just introduce myself to him and stuff like that and um, just start fresh, you know, like, hey, this is who I am and stuff like that and just kind of have you know, maybe have a relationship, but then I, I heard that he had died, and, um, three months prior, and so I had got on, uh, the Migos website, and, uh, was making comments there, and just saying who I was, and stuff like that, and I was talking, telling these guys on this, these hardcore bikers, you know, like, hey, you know, there's hope, don't give up, and, um, you know, if you've been estranged from your family, or whatever the circumstances is, there's forgiveness, and, uh, you would be surprised what a family would, you know, individual can handle and stuff like that. So don't, don't ever give up. And it's funny that I was just talking about all that. And one of the guys reached out to me, which was really cool. And, um, who was his, his best friend. And, but it was just interesting just to have conversation back and forth with those guys and, um, not to be afraid. And, uh, it's interesting that actually that became me. I was like talking to myself in some sort of way because I was scared. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know that, you know, like my circumstances were what they were. 
and um, and you know I don't know I just didn't he he reached out to me now you know my son and um, so I was this dad on the outside yeah yeah and you were writing to them to them to bring hope and right. you know because you you I I mean I'm not you but I know that part of the part of what you were thinking was just that you didn't hate your dad no you no. loved your dad your dad did a lot of wrong things and difficult things but he was your dad and so I think he, at that point after he passed away you wanted to communicate that message to anybody else who might be in that same situation like yeah hey there's hope and there's help and you know just kind of talking about your situation you're right I mean little did you know <laughs> that that message was for you mm-hmm. but you didn't you didn't internalize that for yourself Mm-mm. until now no because I never thought it would just never thought it would happen <clears throat> and um it's interesting, too, that um, I'll speed up the story a little bit because there's a lot to talk about. But in November this last year, I had um, I just couldn't take it anymore because Leslie knew about it and no one else did. Mm-hmm. And I was just so afraid. And our kids didn't know. And I have we have awesome kids, you know, four kids. And, and um, we have Nick in our life, too, Leslie's son and... Our kids are so, so supportive, Maggie, Molly, Morgan, and Mason. And, um, but I just couldn't take it anymore because I just wanted to be myself. I didn't want to be afraid. And so in November, I told, told them about this, you know, and they accepted me, you know, sometimes our biggest fears in life, uh, aren't that fearful at all. And so I had told them, you know, about this and they were very supportive and stuff. And they had asked me, do you, do you ever want to reach out? And Leslie uh, had told me through the years, you know, like if you ever want to or whatever happens, that she would be by my side. And and I believe that 100%. And, and I just told my kids, I was like, yeah, just it, I would want to, but it's just never going to happen. I would never want to disrupt his life. And, um, and that was hard to say, but um, I never, you know, in November when I told him that, I felt good about it because I was like, you know what? They know, at least they know me like 100% because I, I want to be that way. I don't want to, I don't want to have this reserve on myself and I want people just, you know, if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't mm-hmm. and kind of thing. And I, um, so I get this message. Um, well, let's talk um, about the verse because then in February. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in so, February, so in February, I write this verse on um, this little Frosty's root beer thing that we have in our house. It's an old, uh, you know, little sign, and with a chalkboard on it. And I in February I had written, "For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a path through the wilderness, and I will create a river in a in a dry." Wasteland. That's Isaiah forty three nineteen, and that's really interesting because, I mean, I I really feel that if you guys aren't believers, it's 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 okay, but I really feel like God was working on this for like a long time, and I won't get into all the details, um, through the last years, but, um, 
I think God was totally doing something new that I didn't even see. Uh, he had already begun. He had already begun. And he's like, do, do you not see it? And now when I look back, it's like, wow, I told my kids yeah. in November. Uh, I was being kind of prepared for this. And when there was no path, I will make a pathway through the wilderness where, and create a river and a wasteland. It was a wasteland because there was no path there. No. There was no water. There was nothing. And um, he created a river uh, through this. So, um, so it, yeah, so he he just totally came through in this way. And I, I do want to set up the message a little bit that you got because that in and of itself was just amazing. Like, I, so I had started my business in February mm -hmm. also. So I quit my day job. I'm like, you know what? I'm going into business for myself. Mm -hmm. So I hit the ground running. I'm doing all this stuff. So through that process and just, you know, establishing myself on the internet, social media, doing writing and getting some writing published and doing some different things to increase my business. I wasn't really thinking about Denworks too much. And so at some point I say to Jason, like, Hey, we should start looking at Denworks. Like maybe I can help you with some things too through writing and some mm -hmm. different things. And so had I not quit my job, we don't, you never know, but we have this Denworks Facebook page, but we're never on it. Like it had been months and it used to auto post from Instagram and you know, we, it, it's just not something we've used. We're mostly on Instagram. And so that's just kind of where we hang. And so on March 11th, I had been doing some stuff for Denworks and in the days prior. And on March 11th, I get this whim like, you know, I should just log into Facebook, see what's there, get it connected to Instagram again, and then forget about it. So I log into, I have to ask you for the password. Mm -hmm. So I get the password. And I can never remember it, but I was... Right. I text him and I'm like, LOL, I need this password. And I didn't really even say what I was doing, but we had kind of been talking a little mm -hmm. bit about Facebook. So I log in and I'm just thinking I'm going to see what's up and then set some stuff up and leave. So when I get into Facebook, there's this message notification and I've been helping Jason answer some messages for Denworks. And so I'm like, oh, so it catches my attention. That's the first thing I look at. So I go to this message. And it's in a weird spot because I have Messenger, but I don't, not on Facebook. And so I see messages all the time, but I've I never seen this. Yeah. And it's a name I don't recognize. And so I'm thinking, this is a Denworks message. And I open it up. And I start reading it. And after three sentences, I was like, oh my gosh. This is from Joshua. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a name that I know. I mean, from the first three sentences, I was like, this is huge. And my, my head was spinning because I was like, did not see this coming at all. And so I sat there for a minute. It was like 4.30 in the afternoon. And I thought, do I wait till Jason comes up? Because he was down at the shop working. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I didn't want to read the message because it wasn't for me. 
And so I call you and I'm like, hey, can you come up to the house? Which is weird. I don't normally do that. You know, unless it's something super important, I would just text you or walk down or whatever. And so you're like, yeah. So it's like 4.30 and I'm waiting. <laughs> and I wait for a few minutes and my head is just spinning. I didn't. I don't even know what I was thinking. And then I decide, you know what, I can't wait. I'm going to walk down and meet you at the shop. So that's where I met up with you mm-hmm. to tell you about this. Yeah, so she showed up down there and um and i told my mechanic like hey get the road basically mm-hmm. and which they didn't care because they'd get off early and we and she says hey i got this message uh from joshua and then i was just like wow <laughs> i there was like this weight um instantly and she said it's good but this weight and lifted off me, like I, because I had had a weight on me about this my whole life, and it felt like, I don't know, like I put myself in prison all these years, and it felt like, you know, like chains dropped off me and and stuff, and I was automatically thinking, and I don't even know what the message said, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have a like, I'm gonna instantly like, I'm gonna have a relationship with this kid, mm-hmm. you know, my you know my son. And, and I didn't even know what the message said, but I just felt like this, you know, she didn't even tell me what it said, you know, the first three lines, just like, it's going to be okay. And so we came up to the house and I read it and it was from like two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I felt so bad. Cause I was like, you know, he wrote this message two weeks prior and he hadn't heard back from me. Yeah. And we we read the message together. I had asked you, you know, do you want me to read it with you? Do you want to read it in private? Like I said, I I wanted to be respectful of that and knowing that this had been such a painful thing for you. And when we read the message, we just cried. Mm-hmm. We just cried because it was like the most beautiful and heartfelt message um and just reaching out to you and you know he kind of filled in some details and about where he lives and different things about his life and um we both knew that right from that moment he was a really special person Mm -hmm. and yeah and and it and then it was like, oh my gosh, he sent this two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we're just seeing it now. That feels not good. Right. Like that there was these two weeks where he didn't know if you were going to respond. Right. And so I had uh, immediately, I was like, and you can hear Stanley snoring, by the way. He's bored. Uh, he's bored. Uh, <laughs> When I saw the message, I was, you know, like I was saying, I was just like, man, he's going to feel like rejected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt horrible. And, um, but there was nothing I could do about it. But so I wrote a message immediately. I mean, I sat right there and I said, hey, if I would have saw this on February 26th at 4.43, I would have been writing this at 4.44. And mm-hmm. it was 4.44 right there at that moment when I was um, 
well, I don't know if it was 4.44, but I said I would have been writing one minute later. And so I wrote him this message and, you know, like, um, I don't know. I mean, like Leslie said, I just cried from, like, the inside. Um, and it was a lot of, just because I was so happy, sad and happy at the same time. And um, it was cool in his message that he had written me because he, he didn't even know uh, who I was until November which is precisely the time that I told my kids that we told our kids not not even knowing that that was going on at the other time uh, you know on at the other side of this mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's, so at the same time he's being prepared to he's been told you know now that I exist he's been told my name and uh, he'd asked before and there was just a lot of different circumstances you know, in general, but he had a hard time. And, um, but to finally know that, uh, my name was really cool and it, and it kind of solidified my thoughts too, of like why I never re-entered because that would have been disruptive. It would have been really hurtful, uh, to him. And, um, but when he reached out, he, he was told that there was a lot of similarities from what they remember, uh, that of the things that he does, um, that is a lot like me. And, <laughs> right. And, you know, cause he's highly in the cars, which is awesome. And, and uh, that is such a cool thing too, because in his message, he, in his initial message, he's like, you know, kind of filling in some mm-hmm. of those history gaps and stuff. And he's like, you know, and I was following your GTI auction on Bring a Trailer in June of 2020. Mm-hmm. So he was following your auction, did not know that that was his dad. Mm-hmm. And then in November, when he finds out who you are and then looks you up on the internet, he's like, yeah, he's... oh my gosh, I was following my dad's auction. Yeah, he was like searching and stuff like that. And he had... <clears throat> It just shocked him, and he, uh, even to be on Bring a Trailer, you know, he'd been on there before, and then just remembering that, and um, and then he actually got to know me quite a bit through watching, like, YouTube videos, like, <laughs> right. my demeanor, um, just the way I talk, and he thought, you know, I'm going to reach out, because I think it's going to be, it's going to be okay, and it's, he's, like, going to be a safe place, and... Um, so I had texted back and he was like, so amazed. And he's like, um, you know, he texted back later that night and he was just amazed that, um, that I just even responded. I mean, that's all he like needed. And, um, he, you know, and I, I, I told him, you know, just this had been a hard, hard road you know, my whole life, and, and I was so excited to just to even be able to talk to him, and the level of uh, forgiveness this guy has is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it's, it just blows me away, and he is going to be, hopefully be on the podcast here eventually, and uh, talk, he's already told me about that, but um, I didn't ask him 
a lot of questions because uh, I didn't really want to know a lot of a lot of things like over text. Right. And I didn't even want to know um, over the phone. So this was a Thursday, and then uh, so we texted a little bit, and then Friday morning we texted a little bit, and um, I said, uh, "Hey, you know Leslie and I." Um, and he, he was very excited too that my family knew and cause mm-hmm. he, he knew that I wasn't embarrassed of him and, um, and that he's always been kind of in our thoughts and, and in our minds this whole time and that he wasn't forgotten. And, but I said, Hey, um, we'll hop in a car tonight mm-hmm. and go to Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you want to, I didn't want to push it or anything like that. Cause I want it to be what he wants it to be. And also for myself, but then he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so Friday, I mean, we kicked off work early and hopped in our, our truck and headed to the Tri-Cities. And mm-hmm. um, it's really cool because he, he is so into cars and um, stuff and uh, works on them and has a small, he had a little, said he had a small collection and I didn't know very much about that. Said he had a surprise. He had a surprise for me. For you, but... And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, so it was just it was just cool because he's into so many different style of cars uh, that's a lot like me. And I think he was just kind of... It's almost hereditary or something like that, a car guy that's hereditary. And, but, you know, we woke up on Saturday morning because mm-hmm. um, we spent the night there and... Uh, he had to work in the morning, but we headed over to his house and he he was, he had just bought a house with a big shop and was excited to show me the shop that, um, that he's working on and, and stuff. Yeah. And we, you know, it, it, you already kind of said it, but it was a very emotional time uh-huh. for you. Um, for me too, but I was able to be there and be supportive and you know this was huge like you're going over to meet your son and didn't even know it was going to happen 24 hours before and so Saturday morning we wake up and we're getting prepared to go over there and you know on the way over there just we had talked a lot just about the whole situation and what was just even trying to wrap our minds around it because it was so big and it was just so unexpected and something we didn't even really know to ask for, pray for, think about. And then this opportunity is here. And when we showed up at their house, that was probably top moment of my life for Mm -hmm. sure just watching that meeting because um, just the immediate connection and being, you know, just seeing you see him for the first time. We had seen a couple of pictures on Facebook Mm -hmm. after we got the message and stuff, but, um, you know, just watching you be, both of you be reunited and, I have this really unique perspective because of having the situation with Nick and it's not the same situation, but, um, there are some similarities there and it was just a really 
really beautiful and touching moment. And it was like, just, it was, I don't, I can't even describe it. I mean, we've been talking about this since March 11th. Um, and sometimes we still even have a hard time putting it into words because it was just such an amazing reuniting. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this instant connection and putting together pieces from the past and what things have happened and more importantly, what's happening in the future. Like yeah. you said, you know, he, so many similarities. I mean, and I see it from knowing you for all of these years. And now I see him and I think, oh, wow, that's so, I, I only have it to put through your the filter of what I know about you you know, so I see certain things, but definitely the love of cars must be genetic. Mm-hmm. Has to be. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny too, because like, I don't. I mean, of course, I like cars, but I don't care if he likes cars or not. Doesn't of like cars. Not. I mean, he could right. be in the knitting, and I would love knitting. But it just <laughs> happens um, that you know he likes the same things <clears throat> I like, and um, yeah, it was crazy to like walk up to his steps, you know, and. He has a girlfriend, and they're getting ready to have a baby in mm-hmm. June. Yeah. Um, a little girl and uh, named Penny. No, you're not supposed to say that. Oh. <laughs> well, I just did. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyways, um, named Nickel and for Porter. <laughs> um, anyways, that's not the real. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll continue, right? Yeah. And so, you know what? <laughs> uh, hey, I told you I didn't rehearse, right? Right. So, anyways, uh, just excited about that. And so we opened the door and it was just like, wow. And we just hugged each other and cried. I don't think I've ever cried so much in my, like, if you can see my hands right now, I'm just like, at my chest and just flowing out and you know too was like I knew that this wasn't going to be a visit like hey let's hop in here for an hour meet (laughs) each other and leave we talked all day Mm -hmm. there um in his living room and um went out to eat and ate dinner and um just hung out with uh him and her and um it was just such an awesome time and just so much uh forgiveness and um and it's just it's just amazing and so we he showed me his cars and um he's got some cool stuff and uh he has an s2000 he has a a gti and 80 or 2012 that he's built turboed and it's got a lot of horsepower because i've driven it we're going to feature that one yeah, you'll on see the blog and the podcast. Yeah, and you'll see that on the podcast uh, picture uh-huh. um, on Instagram and with Leslie's car and my car. And we'll tell you how that happened. That You know, just the picture of that in general. And um, so, and he's got a Delica, uh, which is a four-wheel drive Japanese van, Mitsubishi, right-hand drive diesel. Um, he has an 84 Mark one GTI, little red one. Um, I think he had another Golf, and he had like six cars. But I was just shocked that he has all this st- stuff. But unlike me, he's never sold a car. 
you know, mm-hmm. I get these cars and I sell them. So, but it was just cool that he had a collection and he wanted to share them with me. And and the surprise was the Delica. Yeah, the Delica, because it was such an odd, he knows that I, I like vans, I, oddball little four-wheel drives and stuff like that. And that was really, it was just really cool to see to see that. And um, yeah, sitting in the garage, all yeah. in original paint and stuff. So I was excited. And it was just, it was just an awesome time. And so Saturday night, he said, hey, I got Monday and Tuesday off. Um, I have to work tomorrow on Sunday. Um, do you want to, uh, can, can I come over to your guys' house? You know, like come and visit you mm-hmm. in Salem. And we're like, yeah, and you can stay with us. And he's like, seriously? And I said, yeah, uh, The whole thing is just like almost, it's not scary, but it's just like unbelievable how natural this whole relationship started. Like all the, uh, it's very vulnerable. He was very vulnerable. I was vulnerable. It was just, I don't know. There was just, I don't know, just complete acceptance. And, and he felt that and he kept on saying, you know, just all I needed was for you to just respond Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be okay, and that was cool. And then, so s- Sunday, me and him went out for breakfast mm-hmm. and um, hung out there, and just me and him, and, and talked the whole time. We had to, like, break it up and leave. But I, in the earlier podcast, I had told you guys that um, I had had this Mustang emblem, 2 plus 2 emblem, mm-hmm. off, off, my first car, off my first Mustang, and this was, you know. And so when we were leaving, I... That's the only, like, piece of car, like, off of a car that I had from back in that time. And he actually rode in that car, and he wasn't born yet, because, I mean, I never, I never even seen him born. And, but that was the, just one thing that, the only, I didn't, I don't have any license plates, I don't have anything from any car from uh, 30 years ago. I said, I've always kept this emblem you know, with all my Mustang collection, so I gave it uh, to him, and, and he just cried, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, you know, I know it's just an emblem, but, like, something from that time, especially connected uh, to cars, um, that meant a lot to him, I mean, because he's very sentimental, very sentimental like me. Mm, very much. And, um, I was really happy uh, to give that to him. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, that, that whole weekend was just really, really special and healing and emotional. And, um, it was just me and you, we didn't Mm -hmm. take any of our kids with us. And I think that was a good call just because it allowed you the time to, um, be with him and just, you know, sort through a lot of the stuff that was going on in your mind and piecing together everything. It's so, we knew that he was coming Sunday night when he got off work he was going to drive over mm-hmm. Sunday night and then stay with us Monday Tuesday so we had just done a little rearranging here because our daughter Morgan moved out and Mason moved into her room so now we have an empty bedroom right and we're driving back and I was like we we were like okay we got to get a bed <clears throat> right, we needed a bed be. anyway because the room had just gotten emptied like two weeks before but we were just going to get it at our convenience so i'm calling mattress stores and 
you know, a purchase a bed over the phone, sight unseen. I'm like, give me a comfortable bed. Right. <laughs> That's what do you have in stock? We're coming to pick it up. And so we picked up a bed that day so that he could have a bed mm-hmm. when he came and not, you know, crash on the couch or anything. And we, I think we, I don't know if we commented about it that day, but it was like we were preparing for a baby. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was putting together the frame and I was doing all this stuff. Except it was there. a 30 year old. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Jason's put together the frame. Mason's helping carry it in the mattress up. And, and I wasn't using instructions, by the way, still. I still don't do that. Of course not. Why would it. you? <laughs> you just got to go with it. And then, um, I walk in the room and there's a stuffed animal on the bed. And so and so <laughs> I put another one on the bed. And we were just so excited because, um, you know, it had been so awesome to see, meet his girlfriend and, you know, talk about this exciting turn of them having a baby um, and see their new house and shop and the things that they're doing. And so we were excited to have him come over and just be able to meet our kids and just get integrated into the family and just spend some time with us. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, really fun. He came over and, um, you know, and uh, Sunday night got here like 1230 at night. And mm-hmm. we ended up sitting talking for an hour or two and woke up and did stuff on Monday. And our kids, uh, three of our kids, mates, and I was already here, but two of our other uh, girls came over and met him, and um, the our other daughter lives in Mexico, so she couldn't come up, obviously. But uh, you know, we just sat there, and my parents came over to meet him for the first time, and um, it was really cool too because um, I had asked my son Mason, I'm like, "What do you think?" And you know, he's like, "You know, this is exactly what you said it was going to be, like the things that you've told us." are exactly true mm-hmm. um you know the s- story and and all that stuff because um joshua is very and he goes by chuck by the way yeah uh too so uh he said i could call him either um but that's back then that's what we named him was joshua and um but he goes by both but he said you know with chuck's story and stuff like that what he's telling us is exactly what you've told us and so that lined up and one of the coolest things, and I didn't even deserve it. And I'm surprised I'm not even crying in this, yeah, <laughs> this podcast because it's just like mm-hmm. it's just been so <clears throat> hard, and with excitement really. And but he, you know, he looked at my mom and dad and my two kids, and he's like, you know, he goes, I hope you guys. I mean, because me and him had a lot of conversation. He goes, I hope you guys know how amazing your dad is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't even deserve that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's telling my kids that, you know, especially what happened with him and the turmoil he's had in his life, you know, and just like, it was amazing. I was just like, gosh, I just, you know, and I just broke down in tears and he was crying when he said that. And he's just such a wonderful um, human being. I just never, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I don't even know what to say. He's just, he's just an amazing guy. And I'm excited to have the opportunity to, you know, he wants us to be involved with, you know, his daughter and his life. And 
he's like shocked that we want to do that too. And, um, you know, and, and he left, but it was like the first time too. It was like, it was hard because when he left, cause I was like, I don't want to be separated back from him again. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, um, that was hard to watch him drive off, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but I know that he's coming back and, and actually he is the, him and his girlfriend are coming over this weekend, mm-hmm. um, to hang out with us for a couple of days. And it was fun too. what he was here because he's very particular on the way he washes a car. Um, he's got a method, he loves to detail and, um, just through the last things I've learned in the last year and stuff like that, I don't always know like the best way and to do things. And I, um, and I got to watch him wash his car and I followed his lead and I, and I learned some things, but I don't always have to be the leader and everything and, and the, the know-how and, and all that stuff. Cause a lot of other people have a lot of good ideas and and stuff and it's fun to watch other people so we watched this car together and um and we took pictures together which you'll see and mm-hmm. we're gonna start posting those on instagram because i'm really excited just about the the relationship and and and, and like and i'm so proud of my kids like the acceptance uh they've had uh for him and and um and they said some really kind words uh to him here too and um and I wasn't shocked by that because they're just awesome. And but I'm just excited to um, just what what's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. which I thought I always wanted like closure, like mm-hmm. you know, just close the loop in this. When I told my kids about the, you know, this this will be kind of closure. This isn't closure at all. No, it's like complete openness. Like the whole future is ahead of me now, and I don't have to. I never felt like a hundred percent complete, maybe as a person, and a, and a person can't complete you, um, and uh, in general. But I just never felt like I could hundred percent be be myself, and and I really feel like that now. Like there's a lot of healing in this, and he's told me that too. Like he feels like restored and and healed because he always knew something was kind of missing, and um, meeting me and stuff like that, and starting this um, is to him just an amazing thing and and for us too and our family yeah definitely and you know it's just so it's been so overwhelming with how amazing this has been and it's just been since March 11th like we've said um and it was something that we didn't see coming uh the whole year of 2020 was extremely CPO. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know what CPO is, you got to listen to episode seven of the podcast, but there is no, there is actually no word to describe how terrible 2020 was for us um, on pretty much every single level of our life. So I think the only descriptor is it was CPO. Yeah, total CPO. It was just completely a freaking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And we have made a lot of really good changes through that time. We've really um leaned into each other. We've really, you know, we we do have a good family and a good marriage, but last year 
took us to the limit um, in many, many ways. And, you know, we thought, okay, it's 2021. Um, you know, and, and nothing that happened in 2020 really had anything to do with our functional lives being changed. Like we still work at our same businesses. We still do the same things, but it was just a terrible year. And so then we're like, well, it's 2021. Things are looking up. We've really just made a lot of good, positive changes for ourselves and in our marriage. And we've arrived did not even see that God had something so amazing planned. Mm-hmm. And he just brought that opportunity at the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing I think that's like so mind-blowing. The timing was just so amazing. It's just so amazing. And we, we were already feeling good about a lot of the changes that we've made. And just we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, even just how we're interacting with each other, how we're how we're looking at our marriage and our family and ourselves and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, again, nothing really functional was bad in 2020. It was just a a year of a lot of change. And so for this to all happen now was just this huge blessing. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, it really, truly is just like rivers in the wasteland because we didn't know that there was anything more and it's just kept on being such an amazing story. And I, this has been, and we've been through some stuff. I mean, if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know that we've been through some stuff in our lives and there've been a lot of hard times. This particular situation and meeting Chuck and, um, being able to have restoration in that and for me just watching that happen and watching how positive that's been for you and for him and just seeing this unfold I have never in my life seen something that's just so like divine intervention Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it because it really truly is like divine appointment that this should happen at this time. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it's just, it's just, just amazing. Really, I just don't have words for it. And, um, it's just really cool. And we're excited, uh, for our next steps. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, one of the other things too, is like why I wanted to talk about this, especially, I mean, first of all, cause I'm proud of him, mm-hmm. you know, to step out and, um, take a chance. I mean, it was so, so chancy to reach out to me because, you know, you do that, you know, you might face rejection, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hurt, hurtful. And, um, but, you know, at the same time, I, and Leslie and I want to, um, propose this too, is like, you know, and I hope someone's listening and just like changed one, one life of general, like, you know, maybe you've, how this in your family or situation or something like that, that there's like hope, like the same message. Like I told those guys at the Migos is like, there's like total hope and, um, and your fears aren't as bad as you think they are. And, but you have to come back, uh, humble and vulnerable and, um, you know, just lay everything, strip everything, um, off and, um, that there, there, there is hope for reconciliation and, 
and family and um and and forgiveness in this and so i hope that uh that that would touch someone you know that's in the had been in the same situation and stuff and um i'm very open to if you ever wanted to reach out uh to us and talk about it or something um you know to help you with that or just encourage you that uh that there's 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 a lot of hope and um that you don't have to be out on the outskirts like that because there's a lot of healing in it and believe me because i know i know and um and it's been very good for me yeah and uh, you know i think that's been the amazing thing too is just seeing that the absolute healing that can take place and jason's totally right like we're open books and if this is helpful to one person that's awesome and you know feel free to reach out about anything we're we're open books we'll talk to you about anything you know there's so much more that is just amazing that he does with flawed screwed up messed up people and that's what we are we're flawed screwed up messed up people doing the best we can living every day and we we wanted to share this story because we want him to be a part of our lives and you know a lot of people who know us or maybe you don't even know us and you just follow us on social media we want to be able to post pictures and this is our kids so we have six kids yeah you know we have chuck nick maggie molly morgan mason and grandparent is going to be coming in there soon to the mix and so it's such an exciting time and such a fulfilling time and we want to be able to share about those happy things openly and positively and part of that is how we got here Mm -hmm. and how we got to this point and the way we got here hasn't been perfect and it hasn't been the storybook story and we have plenty of other stories that we haven't shared about on the podcast that are things that have been difficulties hardships we've fallen and scraped our knees and fallen and busted our faces more times than we would care to count but all we know is that we're moving forward we're moving forward together and this is the landscape of our family and we stand beside each other a hundred percent in that and those have been the biggest things that we've learned in the last year is like leaning into our own personal growth and then each other in our marriage is where it's at. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a lot. That was really a lot <laughs> for today, but, um, we're so excited that you guys got to follow along with us and, um, you know, we got a lot of podcasts, uh, to go here and, you know, next time we'll be talking about the big race this weekend yes and um leslie got her nails done mm-hmm. uh for the race and red and white um, red and white so we'll see how that goes at woodburn drag strip but if you want to see pictures of uh chuck we'll have some up uh today on instagram yeah. leslie's written a story and we've talked to him all about this and mm-hmm. um that we'll put them on our blog and stuff like that because we're pretty proud of him yeah and i have pictures of the Delica, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, we have a bunch of pictures. Yeah. So we'll throw up a whole bunch of pictures today on social media. Yep. So anyways, 
Have a great day. Okay. Bye. Bye.